You're listening to the System Semi Podcast episode number 189. Today, we're going to be talking about the three biggest mistakes that hopefully you're not making when it comes to your contracts. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan and my business love language is efficiency because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all, this guest is dope AF. And I say that because she's been able to help me in my business in a variety of ways. And I was like, I need you to come on and tell the people what is up. And so I'm super honored to have her on. She's such a wealth of knowledge in this particular area. And so like, if you want to know stuff about contracts, all things contracts, there's, she knows things that are just like, okay, like, let me just pay you money. So Miss Casey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jordan. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. So go ahead and tell the people about you and your business. Yeah. So my name is Casey Handy Smith. I'm a contracts attorney and I help influencers and creative entrepreneurs who struggle with the legal aspects of their growing businesses and brands. So I own a virtual law firm where I offer full-on contract services. So contract review, custom contract drafting, contract negotiation of various deals. And I also have a contract template store called Contracts by Casey where folks can go and download instantly my lawyer-drafted peer-reviewed contract templates and really just gain that clarity and confidence that they need to protect their businesses as they grow and spend more time doing the stuff that they love and not having to worry about all the legal stuff when it comes to their contracts. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Hallelujah for all of that, because I definitely am not trying to be a lawyer anytime soon, nor ever in the past. So I am really passionate about this topic. And so because I think most people when they're starting their businesses do not want to spend money on like legal or financial stuff or whatnot. And and I think that is such a an unfortunate circumstance. And I just want to shout from the rooftops, don't be crazy, get your legal stuff in order. And so with that, you know, I really want us to go over the three biggest mistakes that you see people doing in their businesses. And so I think where it's going to be like the best experience for this is because it's still a system and people need to check off and make sure they're not doing these things. I really want to talk about first, like what your clients businesses may be like before they even put a contract in place. I mean, we'll talk about kind of the different types of contracts, but what is it that they're really like doing before we get into like why their mistakes and all that good stuff? Yeah, so the biggest thing I see people do is they're pretty much just going off of the strength of the relationships that they have with people already. So it's kind of like this idea that, well, we're maybe not necessarily friends, but you seem nice enough. You know, we met on Instagram or we kind of hit it off. And, you know, people kind of go off of just like the strength of people's, I guess, personalities and the vibes that they get from people. 
And a lot of times, too, people are just moving so quickly that they're looking to kind of solidify something, you know, within the next couple of days or within a week or something. And so they don't really want to take the time to pause and say, okay, well, let me make sure I'm actually approaching this as a business owner and not just as someone excited about an opportunity. And let me make sure I'm actually getting my ducks in a row. So one of the things that can really help alleviate that is to make sure you already have contracts in place so that when something does come up, you know, if you do need to respond quickly, can, and it's not, you know, you're not leaving all the business stuff on the table, but that's really kind of the biggest thing I think is people just get really comfortable with people. I mean, it can be easy to do, you know, even I have to check myself sometimes, even as an attorney, I'm like, hold on, you know, we make sure, you know, I got my stuff in order. I got to practice what I preach, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing I see people do. Yeah. And it's well-intentioned and, you know, we want to think the best of people. We want to, you know, not look like, you know, you're making things difficult or that you don't trust them. I think there's a lot of stigma around like contracts, meaning that you don't trust somebody. And I'm like, no, like that. I don't equate that at all. It's like, I want to know what your part is in this. I want to know what my part is in this. So that's just really clear. Like it's all about clarity. It's not about lack of trust or anything like that. It's for protection for both parties, just so that you both are on the same page. And so if you've ever thought that way, like you're not the first person or only person to think that way. So there's no shame around it. And like, let's get you on the right track so that you are protected because you will want that protection one day, even when you don't think you will need it. And it's also just, it's good business practices. It shows that you have a level of professionalism. It shows that you are actually running a business versus just like some humdrum in the back of your closet. Like we are doing things and I want to make sure that we both have all of the information to best support each other, serve each other, whatever the contract is about. So with that being said... I want to get into this. So let's talk about the three biggest mistakes people are making when it comes to starting out and getting a contract together. Yeah. So when it comes to getting a contract together, and you actually said a lot of really good things there, because a lot of it is kind of mental when they're initially starting. Um, and that whole stigma of, yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm being difficult. I don't want to, you know, hamper the relationship before we get started. And even thinking about um, the legal stuff as this big expense, as opposed to looking at it as an investment. Because the reality is the more your business grows, the more exposure you get, the more risk that you are now exposed to. And the more risks that are there, the more likely you are to be losing money really as you sleep and not even realizing it because you have this escaping like holes in your business. But when it comes to like actually implementing contracts, one thing that I see people do a lot is, you know, just kind of like Googling or relying on free Facebook groups to get their contract needs in order, right? <laughs> so it kills me every time I'm like in a group and I see people like resharing this terrible contract and you're just like, uh, don't do this. But, you know, that would be the first one, kind of like, okay, I know I do need to have something, you know, you've kind of get gotten past that point of not wanting to have a contractor or feeling like, you know, it may create a problem in the relationship. So it's like they know they need to have a contract, and they want to come off professional and have it in their business, but they start, you know, with Google. I think most people start with Google. But the biggest concern with that is that you have no idea who initially 
prepared that contract. You don't know what their experience is in your industry. You don't know if they're if they have any kind of legal background at all. If this is just you know someone, some other entrepreneur, just maybe not even another entrepreneur. I mean, you just have no idea where the contract is coming from. And when you do that, you run the risk of implementing a contract in your business that may not even be legally enforceable. So, I mean, Googling is, yeah, it's a huge risk. I don't know. (laughs) It's a huge risk because, I mean, if you have a contract that's not enforceable, you might as well not have anything at all. So totally defeats the purpose. (laughs) Right. Like it's basically, there's no spectrum about a contract. Like you either have a contract that's enforceable or it's not enforceable. Like there's, you know, you can Google a lot of things and like be all right. Like Google what, you know, a good color palette is for a nutritionist. Like, cool. Do not Google legal stuff. And I think, again, people, I like that you mentioned that people see it as this big expense. That expense will pay for itself. And time and time again, when you have consistently great Uh, client relationships, right? That pays for itself by saying, hey, this contract worked. We both agreed on everything and we both moved forward and we had a great working relationship. It will also pay for itself if something goes sour and you're having to then deal with extraneous other things. So when people think of getting their businesses off the ground, they're wanting to be resourceful and like, again, be resourceful. Like I still consider myself a fairly resourceful person and Legal stuff is not where you're going to want to skimp (laughs) is what I've said. So I love that you touch on how a lot of people will Google. Please do not take anyone's advice in free Facebook groups for goodness sake when it comes to legal advice. Because again, every state is different. Like every type of business is different. Every offering is different. So don't use a contract for a course that would work for like a one-on-one service. Like so many things would need to change in the contract. Like it really, I'm like preaching from the rooftops again and I'm not apologizing for it because it is crucial for you to actually go and again, get a template. Casey's done the hard work, like at least do a template, if not hire an attorney to then help you and look over it and make sure that it clearly communicates what it is that you wanted to communicate. So, all right, what is the next biggest mistake that you see? So the next biggest mistake is really in line with the first one, the Googling. And that is once they've Googled something and they've started using this contract, now they have this contract where they don't even know what half of the terms in the contract mean. So I was just meeting with an entrepreneur the other day who I was reviewing the contract for her. We were in one of my contract review sessions And we're going through it and there were things that not only did she not know, but there were things that she was like, well, I don't even know why the other person put that in there. She was like, I'll have to talk to them about that and see, because we talked about one thing, but the contract had terms in it that was like contrary to what they discussed. And I was like, honestly, you know, of course I'm looking at it with legal eyes. I was like, honestly, this looks like something they probably Googled and that term seemed like they should just stay in this contract. That seems about right. But it made no sense for the actual contract. And it was actually going to do more harm to the person that I was helping uh, review the contract. And so I was like, no, we need that out of there. I don't think it was like ill intention on the other person's side. They literally just didn't know, you know, what the terms were and what they mean. And I've even seen it where I've had people come to me with contracts that they've gotten like 
either from Google or either from other like contract template stores. So obviously I'm not the only attorney that has a contract template store, right? But they'll come to me and they're like, well, I downloaded this template from their site, but I'm trying to edit it, but I don't know like what (laughs) this stuff actually means. So I'm not sure how to like communicate this and convey this like to my customers. I'm not really 100% sure how to like customize it and edit it to fit my needs because I just genuinely do not understand what all this legal stuff kind of means. So I think that's the second piece is just not really understanding the terms of your own contract, which can be, you know, huge if you run into a situation where, you know, you now need to enforce your contract. So that would definitely be number two. And that's a big part of why I focus so much on educating. Uh, And with my templates, I decided to include like explanation implementation videos where I literally break down what all the terms mean so that people have a clear understanding of what their contracts are. So yeah, that would be the second big red flag that I see. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late-night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again. You kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And again, then it's like, imagine then a client coming back to you and saying, okay, like here's, you know, something. And you're like, that wasn't in my contract. And like, yeah, it was right here. And it's like, not a good look guys, not a good look. And so it's, again, it's about that clarity. And if you don't know your own terms of your own business, how do you expect somebody else to be able to abide by them? Like we got to like do better in this particular area. So, all right. What is the third biggest mistake? So the third biggest mistake I see people see is once they do have a good contract in place, they don't constantly update their contracts. And a particular example of this I see is with website policies. So a lot of people will get some terms and conditions or privacy policy, and they may be following the first two mistakes we've already talked about, right? They'll go to their favorite entrepreneur's website who does the same type of business as them. They'll look at theirs, they'll copy and paste, don't really know what half of it says. They may do a fairly good job of getting it together. And then they have something in place that speaks to their digital products or their offerings, you know, at one particular time, but now two quarters have passed and your business has totally changed. And you have these terms that literally don't protect you at all because they're completely outdated. So that's something that's actually... Another thing is like the more we're talking, the more I'm thinking about conversations I have with people all the time. But I was talking to a guest on my podcast the other day who was talking about that, talking about a contract that, you know, it wasn't until something came up with a new like opportunity 
that it was highlighted like, oh, wait, like I hadn't updated this contract in like a year. Now that's no longer applicable. We got to get that stuff together. So that would be the other one. It's like once you have a contract, it's not this like set it and forget it type of thing. It's something that you constantly have to be updating and looking at in your business. Definitely something that needs to be a part of your regular like business operations, like Jordan, you're a huge systems person. So it's definitely something that should be like in your business bucket that you're constantly, you know, every quarter looking at, you know, are these things still applicable? Do I need to update this stuff? Where do I need to make some changes? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, every quarter sounds about right because I feel like people are launching different things every quarter-ish and whatnot. So yeah, I'm about to add it to my uh, quarterly tasks for sure. And what I really want to touch on is like, if you choose not to move forward and you know, you're just going to continue to make these mistakes, where is that leaving you vulnerable? Where is this going to actually like bite you in the butt? Because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, like that happens to other people, but it's not going to happen to me. Child, you don't know what's going to happen to you. Trust and believe. <laughs> so like, I want to be super clear on what areas you will be vulnerable if you just decide to continue to not put this at the forefront of your actual like agenda right now. Yeah. So in the most simple terms, you're going to be vulnerable in your pocketbook. Like you're going to be vulnerable in your business's bottom line. Like literally every aspect of your business where you have legal holes or gaps is literally a space where you are losing money, that you are opening it up for something to come up, something to happen that now causes you to spend two, three times more to now fix the situation than if you had had it in place from the very beginning. So I think one kind of common example like in our space is, you know, with service providers, you're working with one-on-one clients. You never know like what type of You just never, every client is different. Every relationship is different. So you just don't know how you're going to be directly impacted. Even if it ends up not costing you, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, it's certainly going to cost you a lot of time and energy to deal with situations that if they were clearly outlined in your contract, you really wouldn't have to be dealing with them then. But yeah, in simplest terms, I mean, literally every aspect of your business that you're not taking the time to protect left open and it's, and you're literally losing money. So kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. I think a lot of people think of legal stuff as like an expense when at the end of the day, it's really an investment to protect you as you grow your business. So that you can actually keep all the money that you are working so hard to make. (laughs) Yes. Which is ideally what you'd like to do. So yeah. And it's really buying into your peace of mind. Like, is this something that you just want to, push off and deal with later? Or is this something that you want to get done now and know that every client relationship moving forward, like, you know, that you are protected, they're protected, like everything's been clear and set out for you. And whenever I like ask questions about other people's contracts, if I'm in a group coaching program or like whatever else, I'll point out different things because I actually read it. And they're like, oh, like, I'm so glad somebody's read this. Like, nobody asked me questions about it. Nobody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is just not okay. But I want to know what I'm getting into. I want to know the terms. I want to know the conditions. And so again, if you're somebody who hasn't been reading contracts on the flip side, again, 
that could also lead you vulnerable to your pocketbooks as well. If you're just willy-nilly signing contracts that you aren't even willing to read and then something happens in the relationship and they can just be like, well, it was simply outlined in the contract. And you're like, oh, like I didn't read it. And it's like, well, you know, contracts are legally binding. So you can't really go into the court and be like, I didn't read it because that would be a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ignorance is never a defense under the law. Like not knowing has never been a defense for in the legal realm, no matter what kind of law it is. And I just want to add there too, like even if it's not like a one-on-one customer client relationship, even when you are selling like digital products or, or, you know, even like physical products, like you have to be clear on what your relationship is with those people who come and encounter your business. Because I've seen it time and time again, where I'll get a random email from a client, like, Hey, someone's contacting me. They're like, they downloaded one of my products and they're trying to get their money back. And they're saying that, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they come to me and they're like, does my, do my terms protect me? this like what exactly like how can we handle this so it's one of those things where you know well a you should know them for yourself so that you can answer that question <laughs> people come to you and make sure that your team is clear because it honestly falls into your systems too like it's you know making sure that everyone's clear that you know this is how we handle this sort of situation and this is how it's outlined in our terms and conditions but it's just one of those things where like you said people have a tendency not to think about it until it's an issue but trust like once it becomes an issue it becomes an issue and i charge people a lot more to handle their issues than i charge them yeah. to <laughs> to be proactive yeah to be proactive so yes as it should be so i totally agree so with that being said kind of obviously the tool that people need is a contract and so um talk a little bit about your shop like what types of contracts people can expect inside of there if they are like okay casey got me all the way together let me just buy one of her contracts what options do they have yeah so we have a variety of templates in the contract store so we talked about terms and conditions on here several times in the episode so do have website terms and conditions and a privacy policy actually have that as a bundled option as well. So you can actually get both of those, which you need them both to speak to one another, but podcast episode, but you can get those together and actually save by doing a bundle. We have coaching agreements. So if you're a coach or a consultant, we have those service agreements. We have VIP day intensive agreements. So if you're coaching and consulting and offering that type of arrangement specifically, we have contracts for that. We have speaker agreements. So if you're a professional speaker, we have contracts for those services. We've got podcasting sponsorship agreements for any other podcasters out there listening. What else do we have? We have a variety of things. Influencer contracts. So if you're a content creator, influencer looking to work with brands, we have that in place. Or even if you're a brand looking to hire influencers to promote your business, you can use that template as well. So Yeah, we have a variety of stuff over at the template store and everything is, yeah, just like readily accessible, easy to kind of search and find. You can look at them either as individual templates or you can look at the bundles, which breaks down like all the contracts you need for that specific space that you're in. So yes, amen to that. Go browse, find what you need, put it in your cart, get your life together. So, and we'll have the links uh, to her shop in the show notes but also we do have a freebie for the audience and that link will also be in the show notes but Casey go ahead and let them know about what you are giving our audience today 
Yeah, so I have a terms and conditions audit. It's a five minute audit. So if you are, you know, one of those people who has kind of traditionally Googled in the past or kind of copy and pasted some other folks' websites, you know, do not fret. You know, we all make mistakes in our businesses being resourceful. But this audit just kind of walks you through, you know, whether your terms and conditions and your privacy policy have what they need to really protect you and your business and how you can kind of move forward from there to really get the protection that you need. Love it. And where else can people find you on the interwebs? So give websites, give social media, all the places. Yeah. So social media, I'm at contract Casey on everything. I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me over Instagram at contract Casey. My contract template store domain is actually contractcasey.com. So you can find the templates there. If you're looking for one-on-one services, my law firm website is cndlaw.com. Yeah, that's it. Easy enough. (laughs) So thank you so much, Casey, for coming on and chatting about this. And it's always good. Again, I learned something when we were talking. I was like, oh, well, I need to go redo my website policies right after this. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us these biggest mistakes. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.